Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International.、Uh, if you're joining us on the radio today, you can tune in in just a few minutes to Jukebox Republic. But we kick off the week as always with a brand new edition of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. If you're with us on our Facebook live stream, today is Friday, October 9th. Otherwise, if you're listening to us on the airwaves, it's Monday, October 12th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Hello. And、uh, for those joining on our live stream, perhaps a new face. It's our intern, Claire Chen. Say hi. Hi, I'm Claire. Up next, we'll be telling you about the surprising prizes you can win this year just by hiking in Taiwan. Then the unusual Taiwanese ma- baseball mascot that has people around the world scratching their heads, and an invitation to see Taipei's hidden spaces and the city's secret side. All that coming up next. Please stick around. Yes, that's you heard us correctly.、Um, that's right. Just by hiking in Taiwan this year, there are some fabulous prizes you can win.、Uh, we'll start with the more fabulous of the two, I think. <laughs> a car. A car, just、yes. for hiking. Yeah, 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 just for hiking. By the way, I don't know if you guys want to know. The president of RTI is watching us right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, hi, hi there. Hi there. <laughs> anyway, yes, the biggest prize is a car. A car, and、um, it means like if you were to hike,、um, what is it now? Five out of. Oh, wait a minute! I got the wrong story. <laughs> okay, if you were to take a hike of like five trails out of the twenty designated trails in central Taiwan, then you might have a chance of winning. Oh, so are these particularly difficult trails? Like, is it up Jade Mountain? You know, some of Taiwan's most rugged no, terrain. Fortunately, not. Okay,、um, we're talking about like you know three in Xinzhou County. You know, I actually looked through this list. I wonder if I've hiked any of one of these, but I don't recognize it. You are、it. an avid hiker, oh, oh, aren't you? Well, well, I'm not really. I'm just you're a semi-avid hiker. Yeah, and a couple in Miaoli County and Taizong, that's central Taiwan, then Zhanghua and Nantou County. It's got four trails over there.、Hmm. Yunlin's got three and Jiayi one. So a total of twenty trails. That's a、trails. wide geographical area. I imagine、yeah. you've got to travel quite a bit to get all, f- even just five of them. Right, that's true. That's true. So、um, it's、uh, so that's seven cities and counties, right?、Mm-hmm. Did you count it? Yes. Oh,、right. I didn't, but I, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So now you, in order to enter the raffle, you have to submit a photo showing a sign from one of the paths. Okay. And a clear representation of the number seven. What does that mean? Whether it means、seven. holding up. You know, like seven fingers, seven? or、uh, wear a T-shirt with the number seven on it. I don't know. That's a strange rule, isn't it? It's a creative、But、way. I suppose you, it, they want to make it difficult for you, 
All right. It's not very difficult to hold up seven fingers. <laughs> True. Okay. I think the hiking part is a bit is the hard bit. Yeah. It's the hardest one. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be very tiring. Anyway, um, so there are actually a total of 717 prizes, including a car. Oh, no, I thought they were all cars. No. Where are they getting all these cars from? <laughs> They're too generous. It doesn't say what brand. And six bicycles. Okay. And then there are uh, 10. Uh, vouchers for outdoor gear that's worth 280 Ooh. US dollars each voucher. No, okay. no, no. 10. Yeah. Roughly. Each voucher, yeah. It's 280. Converting money is difficult. Mm. And then there are other smaller In prizes, which I'm not going to mention. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, you have to. Oh, no, wait a minute. To enter the top prize draw, participants must complete at least one hike in. Oh, one hike in each of the seven counties. That means seven so that trails, is, not five. That's a lot of seven. traveling. Yeah, we have to yeah. travel a lot. Right, I right. mean, it would help if they gave you the car first. Right. <laughs> and then to get a bicycle, you have to hike at least one in five different munici- municipalities. Okay. And for the vouchers, three. Okay. In does, all the does, different do trails. you have to hold up different numbers of fingers for all of them? Because I would get confused. It said seven. And you have to get a picture of a What if you just sign. want a bicycle? What if you have a car? Do they have to hold up five fingers then? But if you don't want a car, give it to somebody else. <laughs> I want a car. I, what, I what, if, what if I want a what if I want a, a voucher for sporting equipment? What do I do then? Do I hold up a three? Like, uh, you know, it doesn't. Mm. Maybe that's meant and how would, for. Do you have to send in seven pictures because I mean, how would they know you did all seven if it's just one picture? So. And you're it makes up, sense. It's, this seems like a system open for abuse. Yeah, because you mm. you have to show a sign for one of the paths, so each of the paths, right? I mean, that's indication you got up there, right? You need to make the contest rules easier to understand. (laughs) Understand? Well, this is probably just simplified. Okay. Uh, The whole thing would be in Chinese, Mm. I suppose. So you have to understand Chinese to do that. But this is one amazing uh, event. Well, I have another similar event here. Yeah. Um, If you would like a sports towel... Not quite as glamorous as the prizes Shirley just mentioned, but if you can't get down to central Taiwan, if you're in Taipei, you can still enter for a sports towel. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and it, it seems like there's a lot of uh, competition for some of these. I don't know if they only have one or if they're giving everyone who qualifies one. It doesn't say here, but more than a thousand people have completed this challenge so far this year. It's called the Taipei Grand Trail Hike. And I think uh-huh. we've talked about that on this program before. I think we A have. long time ago. Yeah. Um, it's not the first year they've been doing it. I think it started last year. It's a 92-kilometer tw- hike uh, around... Taipei, and uh, last year, 3,870 people completed it. And wow, that was a lot. Yeah, I mm. mean, well, I don't think you're expected to hike 92 kilometers in one go. I'm going. I was it's, just going to say. <laughs> um, but you do have it's like a. I guess they started at the start at the beginning of the year, and you have till the end of the year to, to finish it off. Um, mm. The idea uh, seems to be that uh, there are designated locations along this route, and you have to take pictures every so often. There's certain spots where they tell you to uh, take pictures, and there's no holding up of any fingers whatsoever, so it's much easier <laughs> to understand. Easier. Um, yeah, make sure your mobile is charged fully you know, when before you get. Hey, it looks like mountains. everyone gets a sports towel, so hooray! Oh, every, oh, okay. <laughs> um, they have a Facebook page, and uh, they're also they have a comprehensive brochure with like trail information. Uh, I mean, you have to go to uh, the Taipei City's Geotechnical Engineering Office, which sounds kind of no mm-hmm. pun intended, like a bit of a hike. Yeah. Um, but uh, they should probably just make it available online for download. But I know, really. Anyway, uh, well, guess what. Someone from Hong Kong is watching us. Watching <laughs> it says us. Hong Kong Hello. watching. Hi, thank you so much for get, doing that. And Jen Delory, one of our fans, he says hi to the president of RTI. <laughs> <laughs>
right. Um, this part of the world in general is known for its uh, so, uh, sometimes strange mascots. Mm. It's not just us in Taiwan. Japan is is a and I think maybe South Korea also have their fair share. Uh, but this is probably one of the most disturbing I've ever heard of. <laughs> and people uh, who aren't familiar with the city where this baseball team is based completely don't understand. Uh, if you know the city, it makes sense, kind of. Although I think it's still an odd choice. Mm. We're, I'm, we're talking about a dancing severed fish head mascot. Right, just a fish head. <laughs> do, do you know? Did you see the a picture? Because I, and yeah, just made, a fish head. The, the design of the costume the makes co- it very explicit that its head yeah. has been severed. You can see wow. the bone sticking <laughs> out the back. Sticking out the back. Um, Saba Boy is the name of this mascot. Oh, Saba. Um, and that's that be? because... Uh, it's short for sabahi, which is the Japanese yeah. name for the milkfish. I don't know why they went with the Japanese name. Oh, it's name. actually Taiwanese too. Sabahi. Okay. Yeah, it is. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Saba Boy is, uh, is, Saba the, Boy. is the name of the mascot. And <laughs> it is cute. the mascot of the uh, Tainan City professional team, uh, the Tainan Uni Lions. And mm. um, it actually made its debut in April this year, but I guess people have just started noticing it. I mean, we didn't we did have a period where there were no people in attendance at baseball games, so I don't know if that included mascots or not. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, there was a game that took place there on October second. A photographer took a picture of it, and people abroad are horrified at this very well, <laughs> unusual mascot. Well, I think it's kind of cute, though. But you both went, oh, when I said Tainan. So, oh. see what I'm saying? Why, so, why is that? Can you explain that to our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the southern city of Tainan? It's, uh, that, it, it's the old capital yeah, of Yeah, but it's Taiwan. famous for... Famous for its food. And, and fish. especially... Especially Shabai. fish. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, the milkfish dishes I mean, are very popular and, and well known there. Oh, um, well, it's famous for a lot of food. It's famous for a lot True. of food, but I think that's one of the uh, more mm. well known local dishes. Do you guys like milkfish? Uh, yeah. I, I don't. They, I eat don't for, like. they eat it for breakfast down there. Oh, wow. I went to a place where they do uh, breakfast there. Well, um, I had beef, like raw beef, like, you know, drop into this, like, really. Soup, right? Yeah. 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 Really piping hot soup. Mm-hmm. And. For breakfast, so it's like beef soup, beef slices soup. So the city is known for uh, for its sweet dishes, especially because yeah. it's in a historically sugar-producing area where sugar was plentiful. The milk dishes, the milkfish dishes, are some of the few things down there that aren't sweetened. Mm. I think. <laughs> anyway, um, a local illustrator uh, designed this costume, and it says Good here as an, as an effort to promote tourism. I think it may have the opposite effect. Uh, <laughs> some, some cross-cultural, some cross-cultural, something's lost in translation. <laughs> yeah. Taiwanese people understand. Yes. Although you have to be told, because I don't know specifically, I couldn't tell a milkfish from any other kind of fish. Um, I mean, if it's not cut up the way right. they cook it, so, yeah, I probably mm, won't be able to recognize it. So yeah. still, even Taiwanese people probably have to have it explained to them, which I think kind of... But the taste sort of is the really flaw. different from other fish. Other fish? Sure, yeah. but as a mascot, I think it has a bit of a flaw as a mm. concept. Um, if well, you have to spend that much time explaining it... Um, well, let's just say we just love seafood. <laughs> we people, do. People on Reddit were, 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 were kind of freaking out about it. Right. right. Oh. So, but I, I hope that if you've seen this mascot, that now we've laid your worries to rest. <laughs> well, we've got someone who's saying hi. Good evening. This is Nila Kandan Viswanathan. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And um, let us know where you're, you know, where you're watching from. Sure. You know, 
I'm not sure how long this has been going on here, but I've lived in Taipei for a number of years now, and I've never heard of this event. It's called 2020, well, this year's. It's called 2020 Open House Taipei. Have you heard of Open House Taipei before? <laughs> no. no. It's really... I want to take part in this, um, okay. although you only have two days. It's November 28th and 29th. The idea is uh, that 74 usually private or even secret spaces are going to be open to the public, which kind of ruins, I, I think, a little bit. Uh, but it, they're places that I didn't even know were secret. That's how secret they are. I didn't even know they existed. Yeah, I had a peek at the story. It actually called it mysterious spaces. I was going, what? They're not really all that mis- Some of them are. So anyway, uh, let's talk about this. This is open house is not unique to Taipei. It started in London in 1992. 1992. Yeah, it's been well. No, not the Taipei edition. The first open house anywhere. Okay. This idea of opening up usually private spaces to to let people check it out Mm -hmm. started there in 1992, but it's happened all over the world. New York, Milan, and Melbourne are specifically mentioned in this article, and of course, Taipei. But this year, due to COVID-19, Taiwan and Switzerland are the only places where these events have happened. Um, yeah, COVID-19. Those mm. confirmed cases, yeah. right? We have, so. I mean, a lot of these are wow. kind of closed indoor spaces, so probably not a great place to have lots of potentially sick people gathering <laughs> in close proximity to mm. one another. Um, so the first 50 of them were announced in September, but we've only just found out what the remaining 24 are, uh, October 8th. So this was actually Thursday, uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, if you're watching us live. Um, they include the Judicial Courts. I'm not so sure how interesting that would be. <laughs> um, Regent Taipei's Presidential Suite. Mm, okay. Ooh. Apparently, um, some famous people I, have stayed there. We, uh, yeah, we wouldn't have been able to go, right? Um, we well, have that money. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can go into an MRT or a Taipei Metro control room. Control wow. room. I've seen photos of them. They yeah, look I very space agey. Yes. Like the yes. whole system, there's a big um, screen Sweet, showing yeah. every, where everything is in real time. Right. It is very pretty. Sci-fi. It looks like a NASA sort of control yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the region, Taipei in particular, will arrange tours by a senior housekeeper who knows secrets and stories of celebrities and officials that have stayed there. Uh, you have to register online in advance. Uh, I, it doesn't say which celebrities or famous people, so I don't so know. So, he's just going to hear him talk about, I mean, well, stories go in. about... Oh. You can go in, too, but they can probably show you where certain things happened. I don't know. Well, certain things happened. I don't like know. what. Um, so, this is the one that I think, this is the one that I think uh, would probably appeal to me the most. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a mystery mysterious attic bar called Staff Only Club, which only allows in members, or I guess staff, obviously. Um, Just the staff. Again, the Judicial Court's Constitutional Court. It could be interesting. I don't know what's there. I like architecture, so okay. that might interest me. I don't even know if it's an old building or not, or in a particularly oh, I just assume nice it's an old one. building. Yeah, I assume oh. it is, yeah. too. Be careful oh. what you assume. But uh, yeah, um, that's, again, November 28th and 29th. It looks like you may have to register, but... Uh, yeah, an attic bar that only allows members in. Mm. Oh, you know what? Jen Delory was saying about uh, Austin, Texas used to do a very cool event like the 2020 Open House called the Hyde Park Homes Tour, where oh. historical ornate houses would be open for a few days to tour. It was neat to see things on the historic houses, as such as posts, to hitch horses. Wow, this goes way back. Whoa. From horses in the early 19, 1900s or newer houses with neat decorations, such as the house that had dozens of of betta fish throughout the mm. house as decoration. Okay. Wow. Someone just uh, signed on. He's uh, he's from Bangladesh. Nazmu Islam. Hi. Hello. Hi.
So over the past few days, uh, having helicopters in the air isn't particularly uh, unusual. I think we've gotten kind of used to them. That's because National Day is coming up, actually, tomorrow, if you're listening in real time. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's been a lot of, uh, there are a lot of helicopters flying in formation, and they have to practice. So for a couple of days, we've had them buzzing yeah, around here and there. Yeah, we've been um, hearing at RTI. But what if <laughs> you were just at a very... Uh, Nondescript residential area, an intersection, and a helicopter just landed. Landed. And, yeah. What if it was right across from your house? No, on purpose. On purpose. On purpose. I would that be would freak have been out. Cool. Really? Would we have been able to get? Well, I. I well, don't know. this was not. This was not a military helicopter. It was a privately owned and apparently, it turns out, illegally owned helicopter, <sighs> and it landed in the middle of a. The intersection in Tanshui, which is a suburb of Taipei. Because it was having technical problems? No, it just... Well, we don't actually know why it landed, but someone who was a resident nearby shot uh, footage of this helicopter landing and then later taking off again. Um, and this was uh, on September 12th, so a while ago. A but, while ago. Uh, it's in the news now because they're trying to figure out who it was, and they're, they're saying that they're going to find them. Um <laughs> A celebrity? Uh, they, they don't know. Yeah, it was a, a white, let's see, a white Robinson R-22 helicopter. It landed right by a stoplight at an intersection and in a residential area. And I guess there were two elderly men shown in this footage. They were standing very, very close to the chopper. It says frighteningly close, in fact. I didn't see the footage, so I can't say how frighteningly uh-huh. close it was. But they were conversing and gesturing towards the aircraft. And then one hopped inside and it took off again. Nearly hitting trees, power lines, and high-rise apartment buildings. Oh, you wouldn't have wanted to hit power lines. <gasps> um, yeah, that could be a real mess with the helicopter. Really and dangerous, too. Uh, well, that's the point. And huh? so on Tuesday, October 6th, the uh, Civil Aviation Administration said, that first of all, it was an unregistered helicopter. Second of all, it was not imported into Taiwan legally. So oh. who knows? How do you get a helicopter in without being noticed? Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's really big. I mean, in customs, the they must have, I don't know. Did it in the middle like of the a, night? In a, on a deserted beach or something. I don't know. Um, <sighs> how do you miss that? Um, mm. And its owner and pilot could face prison, actually, of up to five years or, at, uh, or a oh. fine of up to a million NT mm. dollars. In addition, uh, because it's a violation of the Civil Aviation Act, basically everything... Yeah, everything, everything. everything is a violation of the Civil Aviation Act in this story. Uh, they will also impose a fine of between 60000 and 300000 dollars, which is 60000 dollars is 2000 U.S., so a minimum two thousand uh, U.S. on those responsible. Except they don't really know who's they don't seem to know who's responsible. <laughs> in the age of even in the age of facial recognition, they I don't think they. It says that uh, the identity of the pilot is still under investigation. So That's it's hard to find someone serious. who you don't know. <laughs> a secret agent. <laughs> um, it could, but like you wouldn't land in the middle of a residential area, and it kind of right. makes such a grand entrance, you know. <laughs> Jen Doroy was asking the same thing. How do you get a helicopter without being noticed? <laughs> I, that, we are we can still try. investigating. We're just as confused. It's all confused. still under investigation. So, uh, well, working at the Civil Aviation Administration must, must be a very interesting job these days. <laughs> Speaking of events that have not been cancelled due to COVID-19, we have a few sporting events to tell you about. First, we start off in the world of soccer or football. Yes, it it is Copa America Taiwan. So this year is actually the seventh year that they uh, hold the 
event, and then it reached to Taiwanese audience this year by working with a uh, local partners, Taiwan Digital Diplomacy Association and Guatemalan Association in Taiwan, hmm. and then it will be held in Fuzhen University on October seventeen and eighteen. Oh, and my God, be- alma mater. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, nursing there, so what is this event? I've never heard of it before. So, is it a, so this is an event from Latin, uh, Latin community. Latin. Mm-hmm. So this year, especially, they invite Taiwanese to join the event. So there will be Taiwan female team, especially female team, because the male team already joined this since the first years uh, okay. in 2000. 13. So there, there will be a lot of Taiwanese audience to watch this game this year. And there will be Latin dance show performance and also Latin cuisine mm. in this event. So, so um, is this normally an event that's held in Taiwan? Yeah, or is this, this is a, normally held in Latin America. This is whole, a whole, local Taiwanese event. I think this is a local Taiwanese event okay. with foreigners living Taiwan or working in Taiwan. Especially those from Latin America? Yes, or uh, from Caribbean Ocean. Oh, and, and Claire was at the event. Oh, I thought it hasn't it's, happened yeah. yet. Yeah, it, no, it's, it, it, was yeah. it a pr- promotional event for the 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 match? I'm actually it, the female team captain, so that's what? why Whoa. I was at the Wait, press conference. Big oh, reveal. Yes, so I'm really <laughs> nervous to to join this event. I was wondering why you were there. Anyway, there's a picture of, yeah. of um, Claire along with the whole team and all the people like who were there. Here. And I think if you are joining us on the radio, we will be posting this on our website. Is that right? Yeah. So, uh, and I think you should try to zoom in and see where Claire is. Claire is holding the an iPad up to the camera. Um, <laughs> Where's Claire? Here. Anyway, um, okay, you see that? If you've missed it and would like to see a photo of, are you all in your soccer <laughs> kit? Wow, wow. So, how long have you been playing soccer? Actually, I play since my first year in university, but I coach the kids in Taiwan to play soccer or football. Mm-hmm. And then I, I coach with the Spanish coaches or Latin coaches. Because you're a Spanish major, is that correct? Yes, that, yeah. that's, okay. so there's, that's the connection there. Here. So this event is not only to play soccer or play football, uh, but also to connect Taiwanese audience, sure. Taiwanese uh, residents to to communicate with other uh, like cultural exchange yes Mm. it's the point yes oh wow and speaking of other events that have not been cancelled due to COVID-19 there's also a marathon I understand yes there's doing all sorts of things marathons hiking (laughs) this is the Tainan ancient capital marathon ancient capital (laughs) it's not really I don't think it qualifies as ancient it's about 400-500 years old roughly right because you know Tainan used to be the capital of Taiwan so uh, originally this uh, marathon was going to take place in March but then um, because of COVID, so mm-hmm. it got um, you know postponed. Uh, postponed, and so it's going to take place October 18th, and uh, they're expecting like 15,000 people uh, attending, and uh, basically, of course, you still have to you know uh, respect all the COVID you know um, regulations, like you wear your so mask when on. you're <laughs> right. yeah when you're signing in, and you know, um, but other than that. Uh, as long as if you cannot keep a meter apart from each other, then you do wear a mask. But I guess runners wouldn't. But the thing is that uh, runners, uh, there's no warm up because they don't want people crowding together and doing huh. warm up. So you do your own, and then there. But then they have rubbing alcohol supplied at all the supply stations. Or they could now be one, warm up. Yeah. Now one thing that's interesting: usually water supply stations will supply water, right? right? That's what they're. 
Right. That's what the name suggests. Right. But this time, the Taiwan mayor, uh, sorry, the Tainan mayor, city mayor is doing something a little different. It's not milkfish soup, trying, is it? You're right. It's milk. It's milk. Oh, it's not oh, milkfish, but milk. I was milk. going to say milkfish. Okay. Like we were just talking about the same, the same city we were talking about earlier. I mean, if they're running, they can't be like stopping there and eating a milkfish, right? I would but, not want um, to drink milk while running. I would make me well, feel really not well. that's what I thought. But it's going to be like ice cold milk provided by the local dairy farms in Tainan. Okay. So. Wow. Or just bring a water bottle, I guess. <laughs> anyway, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Claire Chen. Thanks for joining us. And if you're joining us on the radio, please stay tuned because coming up next is more of Shirley on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin of Radio Taiwan International. I'm still recollecting this most crazy trip I've ever made, I think. And that was a seven-day trip around the island of Taiwan just a couple weeks ago. I'm on my third episode this week. Last time I was talking about how we originally was going to take a three-day family trip with my daughter, her husband, Vic, and Vic's parents, and Vic's younger sister, a total of seven people. So last week, my hubby, Big John, and I decided to go along with Clarita's in-laws and daughter and travel further south to visit their son in Pingdong, all right, because we were just in Yilan, which is just, you know, an hour away from Taipei City. Well, so we, uh, yeah, so we kind of changed our plans at the last moment. It was really decided on the spur of the moment. We took our car to go down to Pingdong, and Clarita and Vic drove back to Taipei in Vic's dad's car and he hasn't driven for a long time anyway they got home safe so isn't that crazy that really was crazy and that's the name of the song Feng Kuang Ne by Tong En
I thought that was a beautiful song. Set me free. Yeah, I felt free. You know,、um, doing something that wasn't planned ahead of time. Anyway, to go on about this trip. So the five of us: Big John, I, Clarita's father-in-law Jianzi, her mother-in-law Meg, and Vic's younger sister Liyu. That's uh, yeah. I mean, Clarita's husband's younger sister started driving to Hualien. Um, which was just southeast of Ilan. I don't really remember how many hours we drove. Maybe a couple of hours. I wasn't driving, so I wasn't keeping track. I felt so free <laughs> sitting in the back of the car. I'll talk more about that.、Um, by the time we arrived in Hualien, it was evening. And guess what was the first thing we did when we arrived there? We looked for a coin-operated laundromat. See, Big John and I only bought,、uh, brought enough clothes for three days. So, and we were going on God knows how many days at the time. You know, maybe seven days. So,、um, yeah, we found this laundromat. We threw our clothes in there. We washed and and、um, and then we had dinner at a restaurant across the street from the laundromat. Funny thing was, Mag and her daughter Lily wanted felt, felt like they wanted to get a haircut, and so I said, "Well, okay, I'll just come along and get my hair washed." We found this hairdresser place. You know, next to the restaurant. So we thought, okay, after dinner, we're going to go by and get our hair cut and the hair washed. But when we did that, <laughs> the shop closed. the The hairdresser place closed. We were so disappointed. But then Li Yu looked online for another place. He she Googled. So the three women,、uh, three of us, we started walking, trying to find this hairdresser place. This is crazy, right? Real crazy. Doing things that's not planned—that's crazy. So this next song, "Wei Ni Feng Kuang," well, it's crazy for you. But anyway, let's just do a song about crazy. It's by Jin Ting. <laughs> You. 
床只想跳。你人花年少，事情心包都可以放掉。现在只想给你我心，让你不会再动摇。别笑我想法太荒谬，爱你注定逃不掉。就像你在我身旁，心跳加速却又不降。Okay, so we were looking for this hairdresser place. We just kept walking, kept walking. It seemed like forever. I thought we were lost. Then we turned the street and we saw this turning light pole with spinning blue and white strips. Okay, which in the olden days would have meant a thing that you'll see outside a barber shop. You know, one of those like really old style barber shop. Meg and I frowned, and in my heart, I was thinking, like Li Yu, you must have made a mistake. We figured we we're going to find out that it's a place run by old aunties, like nannies, <laughs> and、um, who only give men haircuts and hair wash, okay, or get their, you know, get get a shave or something like that. But as we got closer, we realized it was run by young people with young customers. I mean, they were getting their hair dyed in green and black, and well, that's not true. And、um, and then and then all the hairdressers, you know,、um, they were they were young people, young men and women. And then I thought, why on earth would they put a sign like that in front of their establishment when actually it was packed with all young people? Anyway, we could never understand why. So we heaved out a sigh of relief, but we were told that we had to wait. So after some like ten, fifteen, maybe even twenty minute wait. Then they said they can only do one person, so Li Yu went in and started her haircut. Meg and I chatted outside, sitting on stools, and we chatted and chatted. It was going on like thirty minutes, and we knew that we wouldn't be able to get our haircut or our hair washed, okay, because it was just getting too late, and you know, our husbands were probably wondering what happened to us. Then, just when Li Yu was, you know, done with her hair,、um, our hubbies called and asked where we were. And said that they were on the way. We said, "Don't come, you know, we're done." And then, and then from a distance, I saw my hubby's bald head bobbing up and down the street from a distance. They got to us already. Anyway, so that was kind of funny. But、um, so then we all started walking back to the car and drove to this to this、um, B and B place that Jianzi and Meg had frantically searched on Google in the car on the way to Huarian. Well, it was actually recommended to us by our friends, so we we're really thrilled because it turned out to be a really nice, big three-story B and B run by a young couple. The place was clean, the rooms were big and comfortable, and the wife made really yummy and healthy breakfast with sandwiches, fruit, a side of beans, and some kind of orange drink, but not bad, you know. So remember that Jianzi, my daughter's father-in-law, actually is sick. I mean, he's you know he's got lung cancer, and、um, you know he has a hard time sleeping. So he has to have good, you know, comfortable bed to to get a good sleep. 
and he's got back pain and everything. He coughs a lot. So he found a bed at this B&B to be so comfortable that he said, let's stay another night. So we did. Isn't that crazy? Just decide on the spare moment that we're going to stay another night. So another song about crazy. Wei Ai Feng Kuang. Well, this song is about crazy for love. Let's have a listen. It's by Guo Zhongyou. Hong 我们都曾经为爱情而疯狂寂寞总让人心慌我们都曾经为爱情而疯狂总被伤过又天会遍体鳞伤那些不顾一切的年少无情狂多么荒唐我们都曾经为爱情而疯狂谢谢拥有过那些时光让我们因为爱而成长不再遗忘曾经为爱情而疯狂从没想过有天会遍体鳞伤那些不顾一切的年少无情狂多么荒唐我们都曾经为爱情而疯狂谢谢拥有过那些
些时光，让我们因为爱而成长，不再迷You know, if I'm going to talk about this hike to the waterfall, it's going to take me another episode to talk about this. So I can't start that right now.、Um, we're almost near the end of the show, so、um, make sure you listen me out next week to find out if I was thrilled or disappointed with the waterfall. And by the way, in terms of drivers for the trip, Big John, Jianzi, and Meg were taking turns. Okay, I wasn't driving. I refuse to drive. I've、um, not driven for many years. I can drive. I do have a driver's license, but I realized I'm getting old and I get nervous when I drive. So I refuse to drive. So that meant two of us—that's their daughter Li Yu and I—not driving. The others taking turns. Now our SUV can seat eight people at the most, and it has three rows of seats. For the trip, I mostly occupied the third back row, all to myself. It was actually fun, and I didn't mind it at all. It was great. I would take off my shoes once I get in the back. I would choose to either lie down horizontally and put my legs up, or you know, I felt like I've got my own space all to myself. I could just space out or sleep. Or not, or use my mobile, or just you know look out the window, take pictures. It was just wonderful. It was like heaven, having a space to myself on the car, and you know beautiful weather. Beautiful weather welcomed us everywhere we went as we start driving down south. Really, anyway, more about that next week. So definitely, you join me. Thank you so much for joining me on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and one last song about craziness. Here's "Fong Kuang Zao Mi," obsessed with craziness by Huang Ling.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.